It's time to take an in-depth look at the gridiron. Now joining us, Pro Football Focus's lead NFL analyst, Sam Monson. Here's a guy that has a deep understanding on In The Zone. They say the NFL season hits another gear once we get to Thanksgiving, so let's see who's making progress at the exact right time. No one better to help us comb through it all than our NFL guru from PFF.com. He, of course, is Sam Monson. Sam, a happy pre-Thanksgiving to you. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well, ready to uh, find our way to that extended weekend, but let's talk some football before we get there. It turns out you were right about the Packers being uh, an exploding whale game a couple of weeks ago against Dallas. I thought maybe they'd come out with a renewed focus against the Tennessee Titans, but it's the same old Packers, so we're officially writing them off. Do I have that right? Yeah, pretty much. I don't think they have much of a chance of doing anything. The, the issue, the only thing that stands in their stead is that the NFC, that third wild card spot, I think is going to be attainable for even teams with very middling records. So, you know, even if the, even if the Packers lose to Philadelphia this week, they can probably still sneak enough games to still be in contention for that final playoff spot. But, you know, unless something changes dramatically, I don't see how they're winning games once they get there. Uh, in terms of the Buffalo Bills, their ability to get past the Browns on Sunday, 31-23, that's great, but uh, Josh Allen looks off to me. What do you see with him, and is this a team that's now vulnerable as the as a top team, top one, two, or three team in the AFC? I think they've shown that they're beatable, particularly if Josh Allen is not playing particularly well, um, and more to the point, creating turnovers out of nowhere, which he had been doing the last few weeks. I thought this was a more clean game for Josh Allen. Sure, it wasn't as prolific and as dominant as we've seen from him earlier in the season, but he didn't make any glaring mistakes with the ball either. And that, for them, was probably the bigger factor for this game and probably something they wanted to emphasize going into the game. Buffalo is a very difficult team to beat if Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over. And I think this game is evidence of that, that you know the, the Browns, did a good job. Jacoby Brissett played well. They hung tough. They were really close to a couple more big plays. But without Josh Allen turning it over, they're not going to beat a team like Buffalo. Um, I think that's kind of the key for them. Is they, if they can just avoid that over the rest of the season, they will win most of their games. And then maybe Josh Allen can step it up in the postseason when they need a little bit more from him and you can take a few more risks. Do you think that's kind of what's going on and maybe what we'll see for the rest of the regular season, that they know they can kind of let their foot off the gas a little bit in terms of just full-speed Josh Allen and that maybe we just see maybe a slightly diminished version but in a in almost like a strategic way? I certainly think they're probably trying to take the ball out of his hands a little bit more. So his you know number of dropbacks went from 50 the week before, 42 the week before that down to 30 against mm. Cleveland. And I think this week we'll see the same thing uh, on Thanksgiving. We'll see, you know, given the defense that they're playing, they can't stop the run particularly well, albeit they did last week. Um, you would imagine Buffalo will try and run the ball a little bit more against Detroit as well and, and cut down the number of plays where they're really asking Josh Allen to do something crazy. So I think generally that will be their approach when they can. Now, there are going to be some games where they're going to need Josh Allen to be Josh Allen, but where they can avoid it, I think they'll probably try and ease back on just the amount of 
passing they're asking him to do. We're talking to Sam Monson from PFF.com. Zach Wilson sort of deflected any blame as to why the Jets lost to the Patriots 10-3 to on Sunday. Is he easily the worst-graded quarterback at PFF.com among the starters? Um, he's certainly one of the worst. I'm not sure if he's actually dead last right now, um, but that he's been certainly disastrous under pressure, and that um, I think that answer in the press conference didn't do him any favors at all. Like, whether or not you do feel any sense of responsibility coming out of a game like that, the correct answer to that question is yes, you did let down the defense. Um, whether or not you believe it, that's what you say as the quarterback of that team, that's how you're supposed to answer that question. And to be honest, that question was a good thing for you. Like it was a layup and you just missed the bucket. Um, So that I think for Zach Wilson, in addition to not playing well, is really not doing him any favors. Like it's one thing to be playing badly as a quarterback, but everybody buys into you. Everybody likes you. Everybody wants to rally around you. For example, like Taylor Heineke's PFF grade is pretty much exactly where Zach Wilson's is right now. But Taylor Heineke's just been inserted as the starter. They're winning games. Everybody loves Taylor Heineke because he's that kind of guy. Um, Wilson is going in the opposite direction, and I think he's going to be losing support in that locker room. Uh, the Rams struggled big time on offense. Um, well, they have all season long. They're now 3-7, and seven, likely won't make it to the postseason, even though, like you said, that last spot in the NFC might go to a bad team. I don't even think they get there. I guess this is sort of a loaded question, but what happened? How did this team drop off in such a steep manner from where they were last year, a Super Bowl-winning team? And, and now we can point to Cooper Cup not being there, but even before he got injured... They were still bad. So what do you see as the reason why we've seen this really sharp decline from the Super Bowl champions? It's always a combination of factors, but the biggest one the offensive line is atrocious this year. Their offensive line is the worst in the NFL and has been for a few weeks now. It's getting more and more injured as the season goes on, so it's getting worse as the year progresses. Um, and that really is the root cause for everything. They can't do anything with the offensive line as bad as it is. It changes the entire dynamic of the offense. They have to change where they're going with the ball. Stafford has to play differently. Um, you can't take advantage of what Allen Robinson does well because you don't have, have the time to set up and let him do that. So I think really the, the, the foundation stone that's crumbled underneath this offense is that offensive line. And I think you could see a little bit of that coming in the offseason with you know Andrew Whitworth retiring and those kinds of things, but even with those expectations, it's been an absolute disaster. Um, let's talk about the Cowboys. What a statement win that was. They just throttled the Vikings 40-3. to Where do you place them in the hierarchy of the NFC? And It feels like that's sort of a different answer every week, but where would you put the, the Cowboys in the mix? I think they're right there. I mean, they showed that that defense can throttle a really good offense. I mean, Minnesota's offense has been very good this season. They've got a few players that are terrifying for any defense. Their offensive line has been a top 10 unit in the NFL. Um, Christian Darisol went down hurt in that game, but even before that happened, Micah Parsons was absolutely getting the better of him on a few occasions, and that looks like it was a, a mismatch in favor of Dallas anyway. So for the Cowboys to be able to do that to the Vikings offense, I think shows that that defense is terrifying for basically every offense in the NFL, particularly the NFC. Um, And then they showed that when their offense clicks, 
they can put up points and do a great job themselves as well. That, I think, is the the more unreliable side of the ball for them right now. Their offense doesn't always fire, and when it doesn't, it's a different story. But I think they've shown that they can hang with everybody in that conference and are absolutely a, a live Super Bowl contender. Would it go 49ers 1, and then I think Dallas might be the second best. I, I feel pretty confident saying it goes 49ers 1, Dallas 2, as far as who I trust in the NFC. Does that sound about right? I, I think Philadelphia is still the best team in the NFC. How did I leave I out Philadelphia? You're right about that, of course. Yes. I know they wobbled a little bit recently, and they haven't looked as dominant as they were when they were on that undefeated stretch, but I think they are still the team to beat. But Dallas, I think, is right there. The 49ers are similar in terms of when they fire. You know, when you get the version that we got on Monday night, um, that team is absolutely a legit Super Bowl contender. And I think the reason I ask, and we'll wrap with this, is we, we whenever we get around Thanksgiving and right after is when you really start to see the true contenders, the teams that are making that final push that start to streak a little bit. The Patriots were known for this for years with Belichick and Brady, that this is when they really flip that switch. And maybe they were decent before Thanksgiving, but then they almost become unbeatable. Do you see a couple of teams that you say, okay, I can go ahead and say they're that team, they're that team. Like Dallas kind of looks like they could be maybe Cincinnati's turning it on at the right time. Who do you see as the post-Thanksgiving studs in the NFL? Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are kind of looking like they could go on that sort of run. The team that I think is most likely to right now is Kansas City. Like, all of a sudden, the Eagles with their undefeated run, Buffalo being the best team in the NFL, Miami being the the team of the moment. Right now, it's starting to look like the league is Kansas City and then everybody else trying to see if they can beat Kansas City once we get to playoff football. Um, So the Chiefs... We know what they can do when they get hot, and when Patrick Mahomes is playing the best football he can play, that is a terrifying team for anybody to beat. And all of a sudden, it's starting to look again like that's the team everybody else needs to focus on. Sam Monson, you can find his work at PFF.com and catch up with his PFF NFL podcast along with Steve Palazzolo. Sam and Steve do a great job on that. Great stuff. We appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, enjoy the extended weekend. You too, guys. Take it easy. Still to come, we have got a load to get to. I've got prizes to give away. We'll put a wrap on uh, the show a little bit later on, of course. And your texts, 50857. More in the zone next.